You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another special episode of the Wicked Case Podcast with me, and as always, the Joey to my Chandler, the Sean to my Corey. Oh, okay. You don't know the Joey to the Chandler one? That's Friends. I've never watched Friends. What? I've never been a big fan of it. I saw a few clips. The George to my Jerry? Uh, Okay. I mean, yeah. I've, I've watched Seinfeld a few times. Fair enough. Or do you want to be Kramer? Do you want to be Kramer instead of George? I don't know. George kind of has a lot of like, he gets in like kind of these fits of rage and you're kind of like, ah. Yeah, and I'm not a very rageful person. Fair, uh, fair enough. You know. Fair enough. But we'll, we'll go with the Corey and Sean. Anywho, you know. regardless of what it is, and we've probably done the Corey and Sean one before. I'm sure we have. I don't think we have. I feel like we have. Anywho, that being said, it's cool, Kyle. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so we are coming to you to uh, discuss more football. Because yeah. there was football that happened last week, and there's football that happens this week. And we want to make sure that we get these episodes out in a timely fashion for you fine, fine listeners out there in uh, the Wicked Nation. So you can, you know, get our perspective on how we think sports are going to go. Because sports are crazy, and nobody knows how they're going to go. People say that it's scripted, but if it was, there'd be a lot of teams that should have won for a certain reason. Exactly. So we're going to um, just jump right in. Dive in, jump, jump in. Jump in, my boy. Saunter. Saunter. As we discuss more of the adventure to Arizona. Ooh. So last week, there were uh, a handful of teams, specifically um, six, who uh, saw their dreams go up in smoke. Um, <clears throat> we're not going to do these in any particular... I mean, I guess it's, it's, I guess it's a particular order in some way, but anywho. The Bills play the Dolphins. The Bills won 34-31. Very close game. A lot of people didn't expect the Dolphins to really play well with the Bills. And the Bills, they made some mental mistakes that they've been making all year. And they have to make sure that they stay away from that. Because the farther you get in the playoffs, you're going to get up against, I guess, quote-unquote, better teams or more competitive teams. And you're not going to be able to pull that shit off. No. Case in point with Buffalo. You went from playing third-string quarterback Skylar Thompson in the Miami Dolphins. Now you're playing the, granted you are still at home, but you're now playing the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow and a pretty good wide receiver group, almost probably almost as good as Miami's. I mean, obviously, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddles are a pretty good duo, but having, you know, uh, was it, uh, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, and of course, Jamar Chase, that's a three-headed monster right there. Mm. So you make these same kind of mistakes against uh, Cincinnati that you get against, you did against Miami, it's going to be another short season and another disappointing ending in Buffalo. Mm. So That is true, yeah. It's... I mean, this, this is the time of the year where mistakes are somewhat forgivable, but it's probably best to make as few as you can. Well, yeah, I mean, a, a big mistake can cost you the game, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You, especially if you're trying to make it to that, that final game, Super Bowl. You don't want to be making bonehead plays. And, you know, in other sports like hockey and basketball, you can get away with a mistake or two. It's a seven-game series, potentially. So if you lose a game, it's fine. It's whatever. Here, it's more of, you make a mistake, you're done. 
Like you can't, you can't come back from that. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's quick elimination. Uh, you know, there's, I am fascinated to see how this game goes because obviously the last time the the bills played the Bengals, we, the game didn't even finish. It was only not even, it was only not even halfway through or about halfway through the first quarter. And then it just stopped. And for the sports world, well, at least in the football sense, kind of stopped for a little bit. And then we talked about DeMar Hamlin and it's good that he's healthy and getting back to, you know, being somewhat normal, I guess. Yeah. Whether or not he's able to play in the NFL again, I mean. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. I will say this. Um, back in 19, I want to say it was 1998 or 1999, um, NHL Hall of Famer uh, Chris Pronger, when he played for the St. Louis Blues, took a slap shot to the chest, like right in the heart area, went down, got back up, and then kind of just like fell to the ice and obviously had – the same kind of sort of thing that DeMar Hamlin had. Yeah. You um, get hit right in the heart area at the wrong time. Right. I mean, it can be detrimental. Right. So uh, I will say that, you know, Pronger made a full recovery, played multiple years in the league, won a Stanley Cup after that. But that being said, you never know. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how long, you know, what mental impact that has on DeMar Hamlin. He might look at that and go, you know what? I don't want to be, you know, in a dangerous sport like this anymore. I'm going to have a lot of support. People are going to know my name. Yeah. I can get out of it. Or he might want to continue on. Well, I mean, I I guess it all depends on how his, I mean, it seems like his body's reacted pretty well to everything that's been going on to him. I mean, obviously he was in a pretty bad state just a couple weeks ago. And now the complete 180 that he's made in this very inspiration. I mean, he could just go on and be a motivational speaker. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, he's right in the you know the mid twenties or whatever, twenty four, twenty five. So, hey, you know, and that's the thing you you never know when your time is going to come up, right? You know, and right. no, that's true. And there are a lot, obviously, a lot of doctors that may you know might advise that he doesn't. But ultimately, at the end of the day, only you know how you feel. Yeah, every doctor can make every diagnosis in the world. Only you know how you feel on a daily basis. If you think you can get out and play a contact sport as heavy and physical as football. Then that's your decision to make. But obviously, at the same time, you are making the, you know, distinction of, you know, putting your own life in your hands, which I guess can go for anything in any, you know, any any, sport. Right. Yeah. And then, you know what? The thing that happened to DeMar was honestly a freak accident. Oh, of course it was. The same same thing with Pronger. Yeah. People take slap shots all the time. I mean, you take them to the ankle, you take them to the side of the head. And obviously with helmets, thank God, it's not as bad. But yeah, we see we've even seen them take it to the, the chest and the body. And still be okay and get up and continue playing. Also depends on where it's where it's hitting you. Yeah. I mean, if you get hit in the stomach or you get hit in the side, like that it sucked. But like I said, the pronger one was like right in like the heart area. And yeah. it was it was a slap shot from probably from me to probably the wall behind you, which isn't that far. Yeah. But obviously a slap shot coming in and it just boom. Go, and you're going just like, ninety oh. miles an hour to hundred miles an hour. E- e- at least easily eighty. I don't know about anything higher than that. I don't even yeah. know who the player was who shot it, but yeah. Okay. But yeah, even still, regardless, like 80, 90 miles an hour, frozen puck coming at, at your heart. Oh, yeah. Hits that hard. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't stop your heart. <laughs> exactly. So, but um, we'll see how the Bills do. We'll talk about more about them and their matchup with the Bengals in just a minute. Um, <clears throat> We had the, uh, the Bengals, obviously, who are playing the Bills. They survived the Ravens 24-17. Another scenario where a third string quarterback, Tyler Hundley, I believe it is. Might be a second shot. I don't remember. 
I know Lamar Jackson, and then behind that, I don't know. I think he's a third-string quarterback, though. Anywho, yeah. they gave the Bengals a run for their money, and a lot of people said if Lamar was playing, which, by the way, not only was Lamar not playing, he did not even show up to the game. He was at home resting. Yeah. And there's kind of a dispute, people. I've been hearing people on, like, line or on the radio talking about, like, should Lamar have been at the game? And some people said, well, no, he's pissed off because management hasn't given him the contract that he wants, and he's mad at the franchise. And people said, yeah, but at the same time, you can be mad at the franchise, but you, you got to be there for your boys. Like, you're, you're the 53-men roster or whatever, they didn't do anything to you. Yeah. You you know, and but I, I understand it's a it's a weird 50-50 kind of thing. Like, Isn't it amazing what money can do to people? Oh, I know. You know, like, <clears throat> I mean, you know, granted, don't get me wrong. Like, I get that contracts are important to these players, but you, like you said, be there for your boys. Well, no, I know, but at the same time. You know, the league doesn't seem like they want to protect the players, and obviously they want to give them as little as possible so they can put more money in their pocket. But I think from Lamar's standpoint, it's, you know, you already know you already know that I'm a dynamic talent. I'm supposed to be the quote-unquote face of your franchise. You know, there's two years left in my contract, not a big deal. Now there's one year left in my contract, not a big deal. Now this is the last year of my contract. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you guys haven't made a decision yet. And you're kind of stagnant on what you think my value is compared to what I think my value is. And obviously, you know, if you look, that's always the best case scenario for a quarterback where it's like, listen, we win 75 to 80% of the games that we, that, uh, that we're playing when I'm in the game, as opposed to when somebody else in the game, we're losing that many games. And that way, yeah, I guess they're kind of right. Like he's, we kind of need him more than we don't need him. Like, yeah. Well, and that's kind of like, I mean, you know, I, I think a scenario, similar scenario that's going on with pasta. Yeah. You know, um, I've heard contract talks are getting a little bit better with pasta. Oh, they are a little bit. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Cause that, honestly, like you said, we need to sign him. I know they, I they know. need we to do. We do. We do. pay him the money. I, uh, I will say on Lamar Jackson thing quickly. Um, so I believe it's, I think I saw it was bet MGM who have um, odds out for the team that's going to land Lamar Jackson in the offseason. You know who's at the top of the list? Patriots? Yep. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots could benefit from a Lamar Jackson. Um, They could. The problem is, is there haven't been, that I can remember off the top of my head, too many running quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls. Like, I know there have been, don't get me wrong, but I feel like predominantly it's more of a pocket passer. Yeah. That gets it done. And again... Do you want to pay whatever amount it's going to be for Lamar Jackson as a Patriots fan? Or do you want to kind of stick with, and we'll talk more about the Patriots quarterback situation after we're done with the playoff stuff. But yeah, do you want to pay that kind of money? Because, I mean, the Patriots do have cap space. I think they have the fourth fourth or fifth most cap space in the offseason this year. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough choice. Like, what what do you go with? I mean, if if management is blaming Mac Jones for what's happening on the Patriots, then the, there's a high probability that I he's think, not going to play another year. I think you year. stick with Mac Jones, especially, you know, you're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson a shit ton of money to, to get him to come. And there's going to be other teams who are looking for a quarterback. And obviously, too, it depends on the player. Lamar Jackson may be like, you know what? I don't think New England's scheme or New England's fits the best for me. So I'm going to go to another team. So... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, th- I think it just depends on the situation and what management <clears throat> thinks of Mac Jones in the long run. We'll see. You know, if they're high on him, then yeah, they'll probably give him another year and they'll probably... probably... Well, you got to figure, I mean, you know, so, you know, you had you had uh, Brady to end his career in New England for now, maybe. We'll see how things go. We'll talk about that a little bit. But then you had Cam Newton and that kind of was like, not so great. 
And then you had, you know, Mac Jones' first year when he was a rookie last year, and he did a phenomenal job. He got the Patriots into the playoffs, and people were like, okay, I like this. And then you had this year where Mac kind of struggled a bit, but can you blame the player? Or do you, I mean, like, you know, the coaches are kind of conflicting, and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia aren't exactly offensive wizards. And case in point with Joe Judge, he was the coach of the uh, Giants last year. And look at how terrible Daniel Jones was. Now look at Daniel Jones this year with an offensive coordinator as a head coach. He's actually playing better. That is true, yeah. So, And I know the Patriots are out looking for offensive coordinators. There have been a couple names that I've heard that have been linked to potentially get an offensive coordinator or a wide receiver position or something. Um, Obviously, if the Patriots can bring in a big-name talent like DeAndre Hopkins, that'll help. But again... Yeah, I mean, like you said, I I, I like your plan. Like, I, I would rather have it like that because I do like Mac. I think that he's a a, a good quarterback. I just for the, think for what it's worth, you got to give him at least one more year. If he was dog shit his first two years, you're just like, all right, we got to figure something out. But there have been high hopes, so I think if you get the wheels in motion, have a consistent thing going, I think you'll be okay. But we have the whole offseason to talk about the. Patriots. That's true. We're yeah, we do. We're here about playoffs. All right, and specifically with a playoff game. One of the most unbelievable games that I can remember <laughs> on record. Mm. So the Chargers, um, they had a pretty substantial lead against the Jaguars. And you said to yourself, you know, it's probably a good chance that the Chargers are going to win this game. Mm. Well, I believe it was 27 nothing. 27 nothing, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Jacksonville just kind of, you know, chipped away in the second half and chipped away and chipped away. And the Chargers weren't nearly getting any points. And. Yeah, three and outs and very bad play calling. And then before you knew it, oh, Jacksonville's in the lead. And Jacksonville won the game in regulation. So. By one point. Right? 31-30. <laughs> Call an ambulance, but not for me. Exactly. <laughs> so it was it was crazy because obviously that game was um, – I was having that game on the same time that I was watching the Bruins game. And the Bruins game against the Leafs was an amazing game. And I didn't really want to pull away from it, which I didn't. But in between, I was kind of keeping an eye on the Jaguars game. And once the Bruins game was over, I flipped to the Jaguars game. And I'm watching this play out. And I'm like, oh, they're not going to do this, are they? They're not going to charger it, are they? I'm going to wait for you to drink because I don't want you to spit your soda out at me. I have gone on record, and I don't know how many people have seen it, but I have gone on record as saying that the Chargers are the Maple Leafs of the NFL. Ah. And what that means is year after year, they're a fairly consistent team, and they for the most part, make the playoffs. And there's a lot of high hopes around this team. There's got a lot of good talent around it. And then for some reason in the playoffs, just something goes amiss, and they always But that's how it is every year out. With, with even other teams. I, I mean, you could say, and I know this is probably going to sting a little bit, but it, it you could say the Bruins were kind of like that for a while after 2011. Not really. I mean, there were multiple times where they made it to the playoffs, and then something happened, a team took them out. Not really. I mean, no, 2012, I mean... So 2011, they won the cup. 2012, they got knocked out in seven games by the uh, Capitals. Uh, what I would consider a bit of a controversial goal by Joel Ward, because he definitely ran into Tim Thomas. But that being said, then 2013, he had the lockout year, and pretty sure the Bruins made the Stanley Cup final in 2013. Yeah, you can make it to the Stanley Cup final, but I'm just saying that, they're, you know. What I'm saying is the Chargers haven't had really any sustained level of success for a period of time in a long time. Like, they're consistently good. They'll finish... At the t- well, once upon a time, you know, 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 12 and 4. But then they have that first playoff game and they lose. Mm. They lose. Okay. I um, Grab your phone. Type in on Wikipedia, like, uh, history of, uh, or LA Chargers um, season history. While I talk about the rest of the games. And 
see we'll see what their playoff run and what their record was. And I'm telling you, they haven't I mean, they've been to the Super Bowl once and then they played the 49ers and they got smoked. So <laughs> but that being said, so what does this all mean, right? So the AFC sets up like this. The one seed Chiefs will play the four seed Jaguars. That'll be on uh Saturday night at or Saturday afternoon, sorry. Will be at 4 30 on NBC, for those of you who do not know. Um I mean after what happened against the Chargers, I don't know if you can count out Jacksonville. Jacksonville could give the Chiefs a game. I think ultimately the Chiefs do get the win. But, excuse me, you're down to the final eight teams in the league. Any one of these teams have a legitimate chance of just going on a run. Regardless of their seed, you know, it's it's one of those things with the NFL. It's happened before. These teams that, you know, just don't, that aren't, what's, what's the matter? Oh, no, I, I, I see what you're saying, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Read read out some of it. So what do you what do you got there quickly? Uh, if you're going from this just this past year where they blew the 27 nothing lead till the last couple of years. Like I know they've missed the playoffs the couple of years prior to that. Uh 2018 playoffs um divisional loss um so to that, New England. That would be their one game. Um 2013 divisional loss to Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2009 divisional loss to the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. 2008 divisional loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. 2007 they won their divisional um it, against Indianapolis Colts, and then lost in the conference championship to New England. Yep. Well, by the way, let me let me backtrack for a second here. The run you're talking about right now, you're in the mid, like the the mid two thousands or whatever, yeah, or towards the late two thousands. That's a team that had Philip Rivers, who was firing on all cylinders as your quarterback. I think you had Ladainian Tomlinson as your running back, who was one of the best running backs in the league at that time. You had Antonio Gates, who was one of, if not the best tight end at that particular time. The Gates and Rivers connection was like Brady and Gronk. It was phenomenal. Oh. And then they had some complimentary receivers. I I'm not sure of too many names off the top of my head. I think maybe. Uh, Chris Chambers might have been on that team. There might have been a couple others. And then they had a pretty solid defense. But as you can see, divisional loss, divisional loss, divisional loss. Loss in the AFC Championship game. They haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1994 when they played the Niners. And they lost 49-26. to Oh, yeah. Yeah, here so, that is. Yeah. So, and that was considered a bit of a miracle run for them that year. So, yeah, yeah. So they've been kind of struggling. And... You know, they're playing in a sm- – for a while, they played in a smaller market in San Diego, and they were kind of hidden. For Christ's sake, when that freaking team had to move out of San Diego, and then they were try- – when they were uh, moving both teams from um, the Rams and the Chargers into their new stadium that they play in now at SoFi, the Rams got to play at the L.A. Coliseum. The Chargers got stuck playing at a fucking soccer field. Oh, jeez. The only play- the only people that showed up was like maybe like, I don't know, 5,000 of their fans, and then the rest of it was all like – um, home like away team. I can specifically remember a game where they played the Steelers on the when the Steelers were playing in uh, against the Chargers on the road, and like three quarters of the stadium was the black and yellow of the Steelers with their terrible towels, and it was a complete home advantage for Pittsburgh. Yeah, so it's just it's just one of those things. <laughs> Charger in it up. Mm. You could also call the Chargers the Falcons of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. <laughs> Sorry, had to throw that yeah. dig out there. Listen, everybody knows it's there, okay? Yeah. You know, listen. Anywho, so, um, yeah, like I was saying, uh, any of these teams could potentially win any of these games. So I ultimately do think the Chiefs are going to get the Jaguars. 
But again, you cannot shut the Jaguars out. I mean, I know the Chargers and the Chiefs are kind of different teams, but you never know. You just never know. Yeah. A couple of mistakes, you know. Especially, too, if if the Jaguars can get out to, let's not say a big lead, but let's say the Jaguars get out to like a, you know, let's say 14 nothing or 17 nothing. If the Jaguars get off to a hot start and they can just keep pace and just kind of, you know, Coast along. Coast along, but also like ride the wave of a couple of, you know, uh, Chiefs, you know, because obviously the Chiefs are going to try to air the ball out and oh yeah, and, and move the ball around. But if the Jaguars can just hold the fort down, there's no reason for why they can't win. I don't think they're going to. But I again, at this point, I would not be surprised if any of these eight final teams won. Yeah, they're, they're here, all very good. They're here for a reason. Yeah. They're here for a reason. Nobody, you know, maybe outside of Jacksonville, people, people could say, oh, well, they lucked into the game. They got it done. They put themselves in a hole. You know, what other team can you remember that had five turnovers and the other team had zero turnovers, but the team that had five turnovers won? Doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Especially if you're watching that first half as a Chargers fan. You know, four interceptions in the first half, then a muff on the punt. So yeah. um the Bills Bengals game, that's tricky too, because that's gonna be that's gonna be a tight game in Buffalo. Obviously, there's gonna be Again, more emotion with the whole Demar Hamlin thing, and now they're playing the Bengals, and that's where the incident, you know, that was against the team that happened, and you know, obviously the Bengals have the disadvantage of having to go to Buffalo as opposed to earlier, just a couple weeks ago, when the game was supposed to be in Cincinnati. So, and that's that's it's kind of a bummer for Cincinnati because if they would have won that game, I think them and the bank, the Bills would have had the same record. That means Cincinnati would have been the two seed; they would have had the home playoff game instead of Buffalo. That's a big difference. It's a yeah. very big difference. So, but it's whatever. I honestly think they should have done, I wouldn't say a coin toss, but there should have been an easier way. They sh- this should have been a neutral side game too, I think. Yeah. Because with the way the records were and there was a chance, I, I don't know. I I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you could have Madden simulated it. I don't know. Madden, simu- yeah. Madden simulated a hundred times. So there's no, you know, <laughs> disadvantage. And whoever comes out on top after a hundred times. We use simulations all the time for stuff. Why can't we do it for this? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, but ultimately, I think um, I think the Bengals are going to do it. I honestly do. I think the Bills. Of Josh Allen needs to start cleaning up his game. If Josh Allen does not pick up his clean up his game, then the Bengals are going to um, no pun intended. They're going to pounce. Uh, yeah. And they're going to take care of business. They they did it last year. No, they didn't do it last year. Not against the Bills because the Bills lost to the Chiefs last year. I take that back. But the Bengals did. At least get to the Super Bowl last year, so they they're hungry for it again. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, Bengals, Bengals, Chiefs. I mean, that wouldn't that's a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. It's not a bad matchup, and obviously the from the Chiefs' perspective, the Chiefs kind of I don't know if they want the Bengals to win, but obviously if the Chiefs get the Bengals, excuse me, then the AFC Championship game is in Kansas City now, opposed to if the Chiefs and the Bills are in the AFC Championship game. That's the neutral site game that's being played in Atlanta. Yeah, so they probably want that home game. Of course you do. Of course you want the home the home field advantage. Absolutely in the playoffs. That's what you that's what you bust your ass for for 18 weeks now or 17 weeks. So, yeah. yeah. I would be I'd be fuming if I was a Chiefs fan, especially if I was a season ticket holder and now I have to travel from Kansas City to freaking Atlanta to see my team play in the that would piss that piss me off. Yeah, how long of a drive is that? Do you know? Oh, I mean, you figure Kansas City's in the middle. Uh, it's a, 
that's a pretty substantial drive. It's at least probably like six to eight hours. No, longer, much longer than that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd say like twelve to eighteen, maybe. Oh wow! So that's a that's like a full that's a trip. That's basically like they're not the the Kansas City fans. They wouldn't be traveling like on a train or something like that for like six hours. They would be. It's eleven hours. It's twelve hours. I was pretty close. Wow. So they have to take a flight or a or, or a uh, train or something like the day before. A uh, train, it looks like, is um, eighteen hours. God it's either Lord. a train or a bus. Maybe that's a bus. Could be a bus. If you um, if you bike there, it would be seventy-seven hours. <laughs> and if you walk, it'd be two hundred sixty-eight. It's that one Kansas City fan that's just like, I'm gonna bike this thing. Seventy-seven miles. He'd be a fucking skinny motherfucker wouldn't you <laughs> but i mean 12 hours i mean that's that's a shit drive that sucks yeah that definitely sucks no matter how you look at it that's a that's not a hop skip and a jump it is not it's it's it, if it is it's the biggest hop skip and a jump you've taken in your life yeah so that's like an andre the giant hop skip and a jump yeah yeah it is <laughs> so let's uh flip over to the nfc uh niners took care of business 41 23 we we think a lot of people Thought that the you know the Niners were going to have the game handily first half though, in and leading into halftime, Seattle had a game there. I believe Seattle also had the lead too, where the game was tied. It was close though, and and then obviously you know Niners kind of wore them down, and eventually the true colors showed up for the Seahawks. And hey, they had a heck of a run, and a lot of people didn't even think they belonged. They they deserved to be there. Yeah, a lot of people thought maybe the Lions should have been there, but mm. that's just how the schedule works and. Maybe if the Lions didn't start one and eight or one and six or whatever the hell their record started out as, you would have made it in. But yeah. again, like I talked about it last week, you can't get off to a shit start and then get on fire late because it ain't gonna work out for you. Yeah, you know. Like, case in point with the NHL right now, like how terrible the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Blackhawks have been. Mm. You can go on a thirty-game heater, you're still gonna be in the middle of the pack because you were so far behind to start the year. Yeah, that's why eventually when the the you know the cracks start to come here and there for the Bruins. They have hopefully a big enough safety net where they don't have to worry about. Well, and that's a beautiful thing is that I mean you know knock on plywood, but I don't think we're gonna see. I mean we're seeing some cracks here and there, but obviously when you're pay- playing decent teams, you're well, gonna see cracks. The thing that's gonna irritate me the most, and it still irritates me to this day, quickly, is the horrid NHL playoff system and get the the format. Because if Boston gets out of the first round against whoever they're potentially playing, they're going to get stuck playing either Toronto or Tampa Bay in the second round, which is preposterous. That's, yeah. That's tough. <laughs> it's preposterous. Preposterous. But anyway, we're not here for hockey. We're not here for football. Here for football. Um, Vikings, the, they, they redeemed frauds all year. Yeah. Had a great year. Set an NFL record for the most uh, uh, one-score wins. I believe it was... 12 they had and they they failed they lost to the giants 31 24 some questionable play calling late on a fourth down and i believe it was six or eight it was a fourth down and eight you throw a three yard short pass to get a first down like that's no no <laughs> yeah. what are you doing nothing oh i and i believe i heard in the post game conf- uh coverage from kirk cousins like Oh, yeah, you know, I didn't want to take a sack, so I was just trying to put the ball in play. Well, like, this is your season on the line. Like, you got to make a play. I'll tell you this, too. That's another one of those teams like the Chargers where unfortunate circumstances, nine times out of ten, hit the Vikings. Mm. Missed kicks by kickers where they shouldn't have been missed at all. 
I mean, obviously you have the Minneapolis Miracle play, but outside of that, that's another team that's run into a series of unfortunate events, and they've never even won Super Bowl. They've been four times. Wow. They've never once won the Super Bowl. And the last time they were in it was, oh, Christ, the probably the 70s, 60s or the 70s? Mm. Probably the 70s. It's been a hot minute. We're going back to like the purple people eater days of the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Yeah. I mean, their their best shot was probably back in, and Colin will appreciate this little uh, artifact here. Their best shot was in 1998. The team went 15-1, and one, had an unbelievable regular season, was blowing everybody out left and right, had two of the best receivers in Chris Carter and Randy Moss. They had um, Randall Cunningham as their quarterback. They looked like an unstoppable beast. They go to the NFC Championship game, play in the Falcons. They, 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 they blow the lead and, and <laughs> hey, they were oh, they listen, they were up seven. They had a chance to go up ten late in the game. Their kicker Gary Anderson. By the way, this is the time they play in a dome, so there's no wind, there's no nothing. He hadn't missed a kick in like two years indoors. And the announcers, but the announcers jigs. Oh, he hasn't missed a kick in two years. He fucking hooks it and misses it. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons ended up scoring towards the end of the quarter, the end of the game. They tied it. They go to overtime. And um, the Falcons, I think they're they're either brothers or they're cousins because there's Morton Anderson and there's Gary Anderson. I don't remember if they're brothers or cousins. But yeah. anywho, Gary obviously missed his kick and Morton went and made his kick and the Falcons knocked off wow. the Vikings and the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Ultimately, they did lose to Denver, who was a, I won't say a superior team, but they were... They were pretty good. They had a pretty good run for like about a year or two. Mm. They won back to back Super Bowls with John Elway. So, oh, uh, okay. But that honestly, and a lot of people would say it probably should have been Minnesota's spot, but that's the playoffs for you. Yeah. You missed the crucial kick and, and you stuck behind the, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, and then of course, last but not least, we have the uh, Dallas Cowboys with a 31 14 uh, defeat of the Tim Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. Bucks didn't look great. Brady threw the ball a lot, like mm. a lot, a lot, like over 60 times, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, And just, again, it's one of those things where Dallas got out to a big lead early. Granted, their kicker missed not one, not two, not three, but four, four extra points. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but luckily for them, they weren't kicking field goals and Tampa Bay wasn't scoring and Tampa Bay tried to have a furious comeback late, but just couldn't get her done. And yeah. Dallas has now moved on and. We'll talk about the Bucks and specifically Tom Brady in just a little bit after we're uh, – I just want to see where we're at for time. Oh, okay. Um, so that sets up the matchups of um, Eagles-Giants, which is a Saturday game, 8 o'clock on Fox. That'll be that'll be good. By the way, Bengals and Bills is at 3 o'clock on CBS on Sunday, and Niners-Cowboys will be Sunday at 6.30 on Fox, just for those of you who do not know. Those are the informations you need. Mm. Um a lot of people didn't think the Cowboys could do it. The Cowboys are another one of those teams, at least as of recently, that have had one and done runs in the playoffs, or they've made they've won in the wild card and then lost in the divisional round, and they've been ousted by San Francisco, um, uh, the Rams, the Niners, the Saints, the Falcons, whoever. Yeah, there's always been some weird Seattle, Seattle, this weird shit that happens to Dallas too. Mm. But here they are. Um, and again, the same thing I can say about the Bills, I'm going to say about the Cowboys. And I mean, obviously, it, it changes a bit because we're going from a team and maybe specifically a quarterback in Josh Allen making simple mistakes to you got to make your extra points. You got to make your field goals. Yeah. 
I mean, you're lucky this game was what it was. If you had a much closer game and you would have only, you know, if you would have lost by three points, let's let's say the game's tied. Let's say the Buccaneers make a comeback. They tie the game. They get a game-winning field goal. They win by three. Well, you left four points on the table because you missed extra points. That's mm. your season right there. And now you're going up against a team in the San Francisco 49ers who, by the way, don't give up a lot of points typically. Yeah. So... And obviously, you know, it's it's one of those, it's, you know, okay, great, Dallas, you got over the wild card hump, cool. Now you're playing against Brock Purdy, which, okay, he's still a younger guy, but he's pretty much proven himself right now. Yeah, I mean, they're behind him. They're behind him 100%, and he's getting, you know, Kittle and Debo and everybody, you know, included in, and CMC, and CMC looks like he's taken on new life since being traded from the Panthers earlier this year. Yeah. That's going to be a good game. That's definitely going to be a game that I'm looking, I'm looking forward to obviously watching all of these games. But as far as like a matchup where I'm sitting down and I'm looking forward to it, probably Buffalo, Cincinnati, and probably probably both Sunday games: Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Dallas and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Eagles and the Chiefs games, not just because they're one seeds, but they- the Eagles Giants game is probably a little bit ahead of the Jaguars Chiefs game, just because I feel like the Chiefs Jaguars is a little bit predictable. But again, you never know. But Eagles and Giants because they've played each other twice this year already. And I know that the you know the Giants obviously didn't give the Eagles a game at the end of the year, but the Giants were also resting people because they knew they couldn't go any higher than six. Yeah. So, you know, and obviously the Eagles could come out with a lot of bravado and a lot of you know cockiness and swagger and be very brash, and it could all just go away. It literally, could just go away. The Giants could just come in and just run rough shot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, and obviously one thing about the Philly faithful is they do not take when their teams lose. And right mm. now, the Flyers are kind of in the shitter right now. Yeah. I don't really know how well the Sixers are doing because I don't watch basketball. And I know, obviously, the the Phillies made the World Series, and there's pretty high hopes for them for the future. But the Eagles, this is another team. They got to they gotta figure out a way. They got to hammer it down and get her done. Yeah. So um, I, I am going to take the Eagles. I think they do find a way to get to beat the Giants. But I think it's going to be closer than the experts think. I do. Yeah. I mean, if uh, I would take the Giants. You're I mean, just going to ride the Giant train. All right. Well, a, a because I have a bunch of family members who are into it, and b by, by a bunch of do you mean like two? Well, you have like your father in law and your dad, right? Uh, and Lou. Okay. Um, so friends of your dad, friends of my dad, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, so the three people, and well, you make it sound my, like a bunch. My wife. Uh, she's she's like how Rebecca is with sports. She's not really like not like your wife sitting down to like listen. We have to sit and watch the Giants game. That's the same way Rebecca was. Yeah, that's true. Rebe- Rebecca was a Patriots fan and a Bruins fan by proxy because proxy. I'm a Bruins and a Patriots fan. Yeah, so a few people in my life. Like, yeah, like, you know, oh, I'm very excited for you that your team won the Stanley Cup, but I'm not really a part of it because, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I will say, obviously, I would much rather have the Patriots in, but, you know, if, if they aren't, I'll cheer for the Giants. I'm, um, you know, I don't know. I... I haven't decided who I'm who I'm going to cheer for. I think I'm going to wait to the Super Bowl to see who the final two are because I just I don't know. I mean, if you're looking at these teams right now, I mean, Kansas City's had their run of success, but I can't complain of that because the Patriots had their run. So another team kind of had to take the crown and go with it and be the quote unquote dominant team for a long period of time. Yeah, um, Jacksonville. I mean, obviously, yeah, Jacksonville really hasn't they haven't even been to a Super Bowl, so it'd be nice to see them at least get to one. Um, the Bills, I mean, obviously, tortured franchise. They went to four straight. They lost all four. And, you know, obviously, the Hamlin thing is a nice story, so it wouldn't be that terrible. That's true. The Bengals, I don't believe, have won a Super Bowl, so it'd be nice to see them get back and maybe try to win a Super Bowl. Um, the Eagles haven't won since they beat the Patriots. Just 
Not even like, I think it was like five years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. It seems like it was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, obviously the Giants, no, I don't, I can't, I can't openly root for the Giants. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they cost the Patriots not one, but two Super Bowls. So I can't, I can't uh, do it. There will never be a time, I, I think, where I can actually root for the Giants. Wow. I'm sorry. I can't do it. That's tough, 20, Listen, 2007's almost perfect season still stings. And those fucking t-shirts. You know, what was it? 18 wins and one giant loss. Oh, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> I will die on the hill. for. Th- I will die on that hill. That Eli Manning was in the grass. Do you hear me? Eli fucking Manning, who can't even spell his own first name. That motherfucker was in the grass. I'm calling collusion and conspiracy. This is the 2019 Game 5 thing all over again. Wow! Uh, see, you're opening up. You're opening up some some wounds, man. I gotta repatch these back up. I gotta. Yeah, I can right, see you go. bleeding all over the desk. I'm sorry, I gotta. I gotta. All right, <laughs> listen. I keep bleeding love. What can I say? That, that doesn't sound like love. That sounds like hate. <sighs> this fucking country bumpkin. I'm Elon Manning, and I do commercials with my brother Elon. Cool, man. <laughs> Couple of King of the Hill fucking rejects. Get the fuck out of here. Anywho, sorry. It's supposed to be a professional show. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, and then you got your uh your Niners and your Cowboys. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with the Niners. I ain't got no problem with them. Dallas, another franchise who hasn't really they haven't won the Super Bowl since ninety five and they're a team that everybody loves to hate, but obviously, you know, for ratings reasons, it's probably, you know, not a bad idea to have them. Actually, your best case scenario right now would be Chiefs and Bills and I would say Eagles and Cowboys, just because the Eagles and the Cowboys is a rivalry from a long time, and obviously the NFL wants to see a game where they can get the most eyes on it. So yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, all these matchups should be great. I think the Chiefs and Jaguars might be a little bit lopsided. I would say if I'm putting out scores, um, I don't know if I'm just spitballing. Thirty-eight, seventeen, Chiefs. Oh, okay. I think Jacksonville might keep it close in the beginning, but I think eventually the Chiefs just kind of pull away. But again, wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars made a run. Um, no. Bengals, 30-27 to 27 in overtime. I think the Bengals win in an overtime kick. I think Buffalo's hearts get taken out from them again. Oh. I think... The, I think uh, no pun intended. No, no pun intended. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good catch. High five on that one. No pun intended. I think, I think you know, I think the game might, the game might be a bit of a heart stopper. That's all I'm saying. Just, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No disrespect. I'm sorry. Hey, the guy's alive. He's fine. He's great. He's perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> good job. Um, Eagles and Giants. Um, let's go, uh, I don't know, 27-10 Eagles. I don't know why. I just I think the Eagles are gonna are just gonna be fired up with the crowd and they're just you know again there's not too many opportunities you have to be the one seed and have home field advantage throughout the playoffs so you got to take care of business yeah um and then Niners Cowboys I think Niners get it done I think it's gonna be close though I'm gonna say uh twenty three seventeen Niners okay what are you picking you got Chiefs or Jags hmm I think you're right. With that, I think that Chiefs, it's going to be close in the beginning, but I think the Chiefs are going to well, blow out the Jags. I, I, I already know that you're picking Buffalo because you picked Buffalo to win it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of kind of have to stick with your points. I mean, I I do think between the, the Bills and the Bengals, <laughs> I think that the Bills will eventually. That's a pick em. It really is. It's a pick em, yeah. Outside of Buffalo getting the home field advantage, which I don't I don't think the, the Bengals are going to be phased, phased by it at all. I don't. Yeah, I guess it goes. It can go. That game can go either way. But I mean, uh, I, 
with with all that backup that they have and like we said with Demar and everything the the heartfelt story i think you but know. again they they were supposed to blow out the dolphins that game should have been 34 to like 13 and the dolphins had the lead and the, the... hey it doesn't matter what happens in that game Matt. It matters what happens in the next no, one no that's factually <laughs> accurate factually accurate so yeah i mean i'll um, go with the bills on that one for got, sure you got g men obviously we talked about go so with the giants yeah niners or cowboys uh I think I'm gonna go with the 49ers on that one. I think one. you have Niners and don't you have Niners in um Yeah, you have to look at back at the the what we wrote last week. You have Niners and Bills in, so Oh, okay. So right, so you had um you had Philly Giants, you have San Francisco Tampa. So I was wrong there. You were I yeah, you were wrong there. You had KC Baltimore and you had Buffalo Jacksonville. I I had the AFC side right, and then I thought Minnesota was gonna win and they did not, and then I obviously had Dallas winning. So I only got one wrong. That's not bad. And I, I do potentially have, we both potentially have our AFC and NFC championship games. You have Philly San Fran. We both have Philly San Fan. You have um, Casey Buffalo. I have Casey San. Oh, oh, by the way, before I forget, because I just jogged my memory about this. Mm. Um, so if you listen to last week's episode, oh, the yeah. wildcard episode, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I know in the beginning I made a couple of fuck ups and I just want to be like, my bad on that. Um, in fact, um, Bill O'Brien did not coach the Texas Longhorns. He coached the Houston Texans. My bad. Um, <laughs> and also, the Patriots did not finish nine and eight. They finished eight and nine. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to shout out myself for because I listen to it and I go, I said the Patriots finished nine and eight. If they would have finished nine and eight. They would have made the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs. <laughs> and then I hear myself talking about Bill O'Brien and oh, he, yeah, he was the former coach of the. Uh, Texas Longhorns, and I go, nope, that's not right either. Right <laughs> state, just no. I, I, the problem was, is I had Texans in my head, and then when I spit it out, I said Texas Longhorns when I was supposed to just say Texans. Oh, and okay. The, and the Texans logo is a bull, so it kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess that if can... you're a real sports fan, you knew what I mean. But the problem is, is that we have people listening from like Finland and Germany who probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm just, or they're looking it up and they're like Texas Longhorns. This is, this American's stupid. He thinks he knows <laughs> sports. <laughs> so, looking forward to football. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, what do we have left for time? Twenty uh, minutes? Fifteen minutes? What, what? What are we at? What are we at? Uh I would say maybe like more like ten. What, 10. what are we at? We have fifty minutes. We're at forty. Uh, forty-two minutes. Forty-two minutes. Okay. So we got well, ten. First off, minutes. if you've been listening this entire time to me talk about nonsense, I appreciate that. Thank you. We're gonna run down all of our stuff in just a minute. I just want to quickly talk about this because this is obviously being brought up. Since the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are out of the playoffs, I need to take a sip of soda. Yeah. That's good. Not as good as Pepsi, but Coke's okay. <laughs> In a pinch. In a pinch. Um, so a lot of people are speculating what's going to happen to Tom Brady, the seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, uh, where he's going to go. Does he stay in Tampa? Does he retire? He's got a job, a commentator job waiting for him that's going to pay him like $300 million plus or whatever for Fox. Where does he go? Um, from listening to the radio, reading people who are more insiders than I am, other people's opinions and all that stuff. Here's about seven teams I've surmised that could be potentially in the mix for Tom Brady. No particular order. Just going to kind of brush on them quickly. And if you want to throw in a couple, couple of cents here and there, by all means. Okay. Uh, first things first, we're going to talk about the team. Uh, we're talking about Miami because he was linked to Miami in the past. There's a lot of question marks kind of with Miami because... 
does Tua retire now that he's had multiple concussions? Because obviously you don't want to keep getting concussions because eventually at some point you're going to be brain dead and you're going to have, or you'll have Alzheimer's before you're 30. Do you really want to have that kind of a life? I don't know. I guess that's up to his doctors though. Well, it's up to his doctors, but it's also, it's another situation where it's kind of up to him. I mean, if he already had two concussions this year, why was he playing again? And then he got hurt again. Like... That's yeah. his third one in a season in one year. That's a lot. I mean, if you're extremely concussion prone, then that, that maybe not something. Well, that's true, and, and it's just unfortunate. And one of those things where, I, what is it like? If you get a concussion, you're more susceptible to get them again and again. Yeah. So that's where Steve Young and Troy Aikman's careers came up short because they both deal with concussion problems, hmm. and that's also in the '90s NFL where you got to. If you wanted to, you could take a fucking flaming stick and hurl it into the quarterback's face because they weren't calling any unnecessary roughness for roughing the quarterback on that. Nowadays, <laughs> you don't put him down and tuck him in with a blanket and a pillow. You're going to get called for unnecessary roughness. Yeah. They literally want you to like pick the quarterback up and swaddle him and then gently put him down and be like, I sacked you, bitch. Like that's what they want. They don't. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. There's a lot of times yeah. where you're like, that's unnecessary roughness. Like the guy like. You know, kind of just kind of pushed him a little bit, like right, right. And the quarterback's just like, "Oh God, I flopped like a soccer player." Yeah, no. yeah. And then they call it. You're like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, exactly. So Miami has been linked to uh, Brady before. Uh, obviously, Brady's kids are on the East Coast right now with him and obviously Giselle being divorced. So you'd like to think that anywhere he goes could potentially be on the East Coast to be closer to his kids, but you never know. Yeah. Um. So I would say Miami's a spot for sure. Uh, another spot which. I don't really see it happening. I feel like Brady's the kind of quarterback where if he does play again, he's going to want to go somewhere where he's in a good position to win, where he's got, you know, a pretty good defense. He's got good wide receivers. That's what happened with Tampa. Tampa, When he joined Tampa, they had a pretty good defense. They already had Evans. They already had Godwin. Then he recruited Gronk. Gronk was there. Now he's got someone that he's used to throwing to. Then he got Antonio Brown before he decided to be a fucking asshole with his concussion problems and they so they had a pretty formidable team. Yeah. So I'm going to throw it out there. I don't see it to be very likely, but the Jets cuz the Jets obviously need kind of help with quarterback. They do have a good young team, but I don't think Brady's looking for a good young team. I think he's looking for they have a good defense, the, but he's I, looking for Super Bowl ready team. Right. That he can And the get. Jets obviously have not made the playoffs in a little while, so um the Vegas Raiders, but the Vegas Raiders don't again, that's a West Coast team. He would be reunited with Josh McDaniels, so that you know would maybe be a little bit enticing. Um, by the way, I'm not looking at any notes. I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. So if I miss something, I apologize. My bad. Um, you got Josh McDaniels. You've got, I mean, you've got Devontae Adams if he decides to resign. You got Josh Jacobs. You need a couple other pieces. You have Waller. You would need another wide receiver or two, and the defense needs to get better. But I don't see Vegas being a spot. The Niners. The Niners were interesting, but mm-hmm. now that Jimmy G is going to be off the books, Jimmy G could be leaving town. Now that leaves you with Trey Lance, who you drafted to be your heir apparent. And you've also got Purdy, who's stepped into a great position. And if you're the Niners, you can pay Purdy and Trey Lance, you know, rookie contracts, which are next to nothing, depending on where you're drafted. Cause it's, I think it's, uh, the higher you're drafted, the more you make to start out. So like Trevor Lawrence probably makes a significant amount more than Brock Purdy does because Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. and he was literally the last pick in the draft. Yeah. He was what pick 262 or 3 or whatever it was. Yeah. So So the Niners were an option Grady uh, Grady. Brady grew up in the Bay Area. He actually I believe I think it's on record that he was at the um 
the Dwight Clark game with uh, the against with the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game, like in the '80s, where Dwight Clark made what's known as the catch. I don't know if you've seen the clip before. Mm-hmm. So Montana rolled out, threw a pass. The run, the tight end Dwight Clark's running from um, west to east, kind of. I guess you would say, like alongside the um, the goal line, like towards. He was on the side and. He, West, yeah, west to east. Okay. And he kind of reached up in the air and made a ridiculous catch and caught it, and they ended up winning, and wow. they went to win the Super Bowl. But I'm pretty sure Brady was at that game. But okay, now that Purdy's kind of stepped into the spotlight, and same with Trey Lance, you probably want to use that money elsewhere. So yeah. yeah. So I don't think I see Brady going to the Niners. Plus, again, West Coast team. But I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, the name that would shoot out at me to go to the Niners, honestly, just, just spitballing here, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. He's a West Coast boy, too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, again. It's all speculation. It's all speculation. It, there's going to be a lot to talk about during the playoffs. I mean, during the offseason. My fault. Um, the Titans. Titans are on the East Coast-ish side. Um, they have Derrick Henry. They don't have great wide receivers because they let their best one go to Philadelphia. But, obviously, they're kind of a building team. So, I don't know if the Titans would be... <clears throat> Would be that team. Yeah. Um, And again, the other thing too with Brady is, do you want to stay in the NFC where there's maybe just a couple of teams? I I feel like the AFC is kind of taking over like the domination of like the two leagues. Like for a while it was NFC. Like the NFC was always the better division or the better conference. Now it's more the AFC because you've got, you know, uh, Buffalo. Um, You've got Cincinnati. Baltimore's there. Pittsburgh's pretty good. Um, uh, I mean, obviously... It all depends on the AFC South. Let's, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. I will say that is a winnable division. If Brady goes to the AFC South, it's a winnable division, but then you have to get through Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. Whereas in the NFC side, there's maybe only one or two teams you have to potentially get through. That's true. So, uh, obviously, Tampa's on the list. He might go back to Tampa. He did say at the end of his press conference that he loved Tampa and all that stuff. So, but they say that anyways, you well, know. Well, that's true. But I mean, obviously, don't burn bridges. No, don't burn bridges. But at the same time, you know, um, it could be a possibility. It's a possibility, especially if they, you know, kind of sit back and assess and say, okay, if we want to bring Tom back, like, what do we need? Like, we need to get, you know, we already have the two wide receivers in Godwin and Evans. Maybe go out and spend some money in free agency on a better tight end. Maybe get a little bit better defensively. And then just because the, they won the division at eight and nine. So, yeah, there's pieces there that they can, right. you know, that they can work with. Right. And Same as the Patriots. Right. And that brings me to the last team. The Patriots talking about burning bridges because you just never know. I know him and Bill have their differences, but you just never know. I mean, the Patriots have, like I said, the fourth or fifth most cap space. They could come to a situation where Kraft talks to Brady and says, listen, what do you need? We got a pretty good defense. They do have a good defense. Patriots oh, are yeah. one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, Judon's been, Judon's been absolutely a, a monster. I mean, they're, it seems like they're going to be keeping most of their pieces. And Belichick's one of those guys where he can bring in Younger players who, you know, people don't realize are on the radar and they just, who the fuck knew who Jack Jones was? Yeah. Who knew who Marcus Jones was? Yeah. Like. Ramondre. Ramondre. Well, exactly. Like, who knew about these people? They have the running backs. They do need to get a little bit better offensively with their weapons. But if you have, you know, Brady's pretty familiar with, you know, two tight end sets. It was one of the big pieces of success of the Patriots in the mid 2000s. Why they were so successful. All I'm going to say is never count out the Patriots. I just find it crazy that, you know, we have, you know, Brady potentially come back to the Patriots. Maybe I'm not 
putting it as a very high likelihood. But, you know, do you want to have one more run or a year or two with the Pats and try to, you know... Because right now, I mean, as it stands, his last pass as a Patriot was a pick six to end the uh, wild card game just a couple of years ago against Tennessee. Yeah. Do you really want your last pass as a Patriot to be a pick six? Like, <laughs> And ultimately, I do think he'd be retired with the Patriots. I think that he would just sign like a one-day contract and sign with the Patriots for a day and legally retire as a New England Patriot, which is yeah. what some players do do. Yeah. that's. Um, I mean, that's how Chara did with the Bruins. Right. And I... I mean, he does have some gas left in him. I don't know how much gas. And it would obviously be kind of, you know, shit for Mac to be, a, you know, in a backup role. But at the same time, I don't know if maybe Bra- Mac needs a few more years in a backup role. Well, yeah, but it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, people say, oh, well, Mac can learn from Brady. Well, is Brady going to want to teach Mac? Like, does Brady have enough love for Mac where he wants to teach him? You know, and the other quarterback too, you have to throw in there. So, like I said, there's Brady, there's Lamar, there's Jimmy G. And that's who Belichick wanted all along when this whole Brady Jimmy G thing happened. He wanted to keep Jimmy G because he wanted the younger guy to go into the future for the next 10 plus years. And I understand the loyalty on the Brady end, but Brady obviously was getting older. But Brady's been doing pretty well. So, like I said, a lot of question marks for the Patriots, a lot of question marks for. um, And we probably won't know till, you know, the summer or fall. no, you'll know before the summer and the fall because oh. obviously there's training camp. So you're probably oh, yeah, not, yeah. you're looking at probably spring, spring because the drafts in the spring and then you got your off season and all that stuff. Pretty much after the Super Bowl, game on, game on. That's oh, when okay. the that's when the fun shit happens. And here on the Wicked Case Podcast, we will try to break down all of the Patriots news and all the NFL news that we can. Yeah, come time when we need to. We'll probably gather a bunch of it so we're not just talking about little individual bits. But you'll get our our perspective on all of it. Yeah, any any of the major news at that's, least. That's all we're asking for. Yeah. So, um, let's read off this crazy thing that we read off at every show. All we should right. know what we should do. What? I don't know how organic it would be. We should just take what we're gonna have to read and just do it as a recording, and then you can just put it in. So we're not reading it every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, we'll, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. So we are um, we're streaming on uh, Apple Podcasts, but we always make it our own every time we do read it. So. Just trying, like you're doing right now. Yeah. We're streaming on, maybe I should mix up the order this time. We're oh. streaming on Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Deezer, Deezer. Apple Podcasts. Ah, ah, I need you to do it. And wherever no. you can get all major podcasts, as well as the YouTube. Um, most shows are out noon on Sunday. The next couple weeks, there will be a Friday show out. What time? I probably I usually release it in the morning at around 8, 9. Okay. So heads up for those of you who are listening this week and then for next week. So here's the plan. As long as everyone's healthy and everything's good, we're planning on putting on another Friday show next week, but that's going to be discussing the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble's next week. So maybe we'll do some Royal Rumble trivia, some Royal Rumble quizzes, whatever you want to do. I know we already did the Royal Rumble quiz about like who um who won the Rumbles a couple weeks ago because we were trying to find bullshit to talk about. Yeah. And I don't know why I did that knowing the Royal Rumble was coming up, but we'll have a chance to break down predictions and you know, if we're going to think there's any surprises, yada, yada. And then we'll put out a show Sunday, next Sunday. That'll be talking about the AFC Championship games, and that'll be the noon show that comes out. Yeah. And then we'll have a little bit of free time before the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Uh, phone number, 774-764-9074. Email, thewickedks at gmail.com. I like how that one's underlined. That's fun. Oh, is that because it had to be underlined? Yeah. Because you can click on the link? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Emily, you can email too. Just letting you know, Emily or Megan, you can both email. You don't need to just use the phone. You can also email as well. Oh, 
Oh my god. <laughs> just just giving you a heads up. I know you're out there somewhere. He's looking, so I know you're out there somewhere <laughs> out there. <laughs> and this is why we need to do this live. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh website www.thewickedks.com. Find all of the episodes streamed there if you can't get to any one of the streaming platforms. Socials, your Facebook, your Instagram, and your Twitter. Twitter. Shout out to Jericho on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Wicked KS. And of course, $3 a month. Patreon.com forward slash Wicked KS. We get a lot of goofy stuff that we do, a lot of bloopers in between, like us starting the show. We'll pass it out there on, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you listen to the show on any of the other stuff, you're going to get the main show. But for any of the extra stuff, this, you know, we're we're silly. We're 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 crazy. We're, we're a couple of goofy motherfuckers. We are. And I usually start recording before we even get to the whole show. Case so. in point, today's episode, I try to think of a clever buddy cop duo kind of thing, and I hit him with like four or five, and then I was just like, "Yeah, no, I don't like that take." And then he was just <laughs> like, and then we just proceeded to talk to each other for four minutes while it was recording. Yeah, and that's all yours for the low low price of three dollars. Three doll hairs. Yeah. Think about that. Three dollars. Yeah. That's like, you, you, what are you going to do? Get a Mac? That's or, what we should a, do. A, uh, three dollars. Three dollars. If you, here, patreon.com forward slash Wicked KS podcast. Three dollars for Wicked KS after dark. Oh, okay. There you go. So yeah. if you want the spicy stuff, the real spicy stuff. Yeah. That's where. We, That's yeah. where we could do some eh, some risque stuff. A little risque, a little I wouldn't say controversial, but it's right on the line. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are the people that like us that much that they're willing to pay the three dollars. Like, you know, like you were talking about before, like, you know, a nineties female heartthrob draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then obviously there's plenty of other WWE things. Divas draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're any not of the object- socially listen, unacceptable. First off, no, listen, we're not objectifying anybody here. It's just a draft, okay? It's not. It's just for fun. It's all just for fun and games. It's not being taken seriously. I have no disrespect towards any women or anybody who's in the LGBTQ community at all. Yeah. At all. Here at the Wicked Case Podcast, we respect everybody. Right. But, but we did grow up, both 90s kids with... Some some interesting backgrounds. Some crushes. Some crushes. What's wrong with that? Yeah, and now we're grown men who have also experienced. And furthermore, it's not things. like these girls are eighteen; they're the same age, if not older than us. That is true. So, well, hey, I will say we'll keep it we'll, we'll keep it PG for now. But if, if you want us to do something like that, <laughs> just just listen in, listen in, uh... subscribe to the the uh, the Patreon, and maybe we'll. Uh, Maybe we'll do something a little special for you guys. Just uh, maybe, just three dollars. And uh, until then, of course, as always, be good to each other, love one another. Um, oh, hold on. First off, we have to oh, do, we have to, we have to do this too. This is very important. Yeah. Um, thoughts and prayers and condolences out to Jay Briscoe and his oh. family. This is a this is a football episode. I won't say I know much about the Briscoes, but a sudden car accident. That's terrible. For the wrestling community, so yes, that is true. Rest in peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, brother. That being said, uh, peace and love, y'all. Let's get wicked. Wicked pisser.